Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning. Thank you for joining us on another episode of NABWIC Talks. I am Zakia, the newest co-host here at NABWIC Talks. I am in the studio with Jackie Perry, our, our NABWIC Talks host, Ursula, Gerald, and of course, Ann McNeil. So um, in this engaging episode of NABWIC Talks, we welcome back Lisa Bugalia, the Dynamic Executive Director of AI, along with the esteemed Ms. Sue Lee, CEO of Leisure Strategies and Maverick's Billion Dollar Lunch, Luncheon Women in the Spotlight. Together, they'll delve into the transformative value that the public-private partnerships P3, P3s offer to small and minority-owned businesses, shedding light on the pest plethora of opportunities that the industries present. Through their expert lens, Lisa and Sue Lees explore how P3s can serve as a catalyst for growth and development for minority businesses, providing insight strategies and real-world examples. Tune in to discover how your business can navigate and thrive in the world of P3s, leveraging these partnerships for sustainable success as soon as we return. But first, let's hear from our chair, Ms. Ann McNeil. My name is Dina Neely. I'm a licensed electrical contractor. I'm founder and CEO of Detroit Voltage. I am a member of the Detroit chapter, and I kind of stumbled upon um, NABWIC or was introduced to NABWIC early on when I first started my company, and it's really been a wonderful journey. Um, I love being able to communicate with like-minded women. I mean, it's one thing to be a woman in construction, but it's a very unique thing to be a black woman in construction. And being a part of this organization has really been helpful in helping to grow and navigate through growing a construction business. And of course, our fearless leader, Ms. Ann, Um, She's always a wealth of knowledge, and being able to pull from her has been um, invaluable. And so um, one of the things that I'm super-duper proud about being a woman in construction is having a part of 
the revitalization, revitalization of my community and being able to take my children along for the journey. And again, my name is Dina Neely and I celebrate women in construction. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Ann McNeil, the master wealth builder, helping to elevate women in construction to another level. And I am always excited every Wednesday morning, especially after I've had a couple of cups of coffee, cafe con leche, shots of espresso, and all of the likes. Today, Zakia, you're doing a great job. Just want to give you some love. Jackie, Ursula, Gerald, thank you always for your commitment to share with our listeners, whether they call it podcast, whether you call it blog talk, whatever you call it. Our desire as the National Association of Black Women in Construction is to continue to always bring the best that the industry has to offer because our vision continues to share that we advocate for black women and all women, actually, who are in the construction and construction-related industry for businesses, for contacts, to turn those contacts into contracts. And we do that by continuously creating a strategic environment that supports educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social networking opportunities and connections. And our desire and passion is to continue to train the next generation of black women and girls in this industry. Today is another example of that as we share and talk about P3 partnerships, which are public-private partnerships with Lisa and with Sue Lee. And I would encourage all of you, please comment, like, and share this podcast, but also connect with us at navwick.org, that's N-A-B-W-I-C.org. And remember that we are the voice of this industry. And today, as you listen to these two ladies share their experiences and explanations about this public-private partnership uh, industry, if you will, I would also encourage you to check out the Public Partnership Conference. It is not a, uh, it's not an association, it is a conference. And I personally met both of these ladies at this public-private partnership conference where everybody who is in the public-private partnership world, whether they are industry professionals, whether they are cities or counties, school boards, they cover every single industry. And if you want more information, you can definitely connect with them. They hold a conference almost every quarter, if you will, per industry. And you can Google P3 Conference. You can Google these ladies that we're hosting today. Uh, The next conference is going to be in Dallas. And again, we just want to continue to bring you information that will continue to add value Uh, to your business, whether you are a professional or you're just an individual in this industry. So, Kia, Gerald, and Ursula, as always, let's get this party started.
We're going to move on to the part of our presentation, and I would like to introduce to you Ms. Ia Sequoia Caraday, who will be introducing our next speaker. Thank you, Ia. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. As mentioned, my name is Ia Sequoia Caraday of Natwick, New Jersey. Please allow me to introduce Ms. Lisa Bouillon, Executive Director at AIAI, the Association for the Improvement of American Infrastructure. Convening public and private sectors through education and outreach, Lisa Bouillon ensures that the P3 conversation centers on best practices and quality. With more than 20 years of high-profile strategic initiative management and operations experience, Bouillon oversees every aspect of AIAI's tactical operations and national public in outreach initiatives. Ms. Bouillon is instrumental in AIAI's rapid growth in terms of membership, brand awareness, and prolific organizational expansion across the country. Ms. Bouillon leads the organization, organization's nationwide efforts with a focus on good policy, strong programs, and partnership as a means to building the organization's structure while concurrently promoting national public-private partnership P3 growth. Please welcome Ms. Lisa Bouillon. Thank you so much for the introduction and thank you so much for the opportunity to be here today to uh, talk with everyone. And I just want to say to you, you are an inspiration, um, the work that you do, that this organization does, the support that you give to women in the, in the uh, construction industry is, is needed and valued. So thank you for that. Again, my name is Lisa Bullion. I'm Executive Director of AIAI. We are the leading P3 association in the United States. We share best practices, information, and education on public-private partnerships. Um, I was asked to share a little bit about P3s today, not what they are, but really the value these partnerships bring to small and diverse businesses. When delivering infrastructure, there must always be equity in the asset being delivered, whether it's a road, a school, or a government facility. Who delivers it is as important as how, is, how it is delivered. We must be inclusive and encourage firms to take part in these projects. P3s do work for small and diverse businesses. The long-term nature of these contracts allow for more jobs and the ability to create, in some cases, career opportunities. 30 years, uh, some of these terms uh, are. Um, through, and that's during the operations and maintenance phase of the projects. Um, I do caution uh, firms to fully understand contracts and requirements and the commitments P3s require to ensure that these opportunities do work for your businesses. But there are so many firms mm -hmm. out there that can assist you in ensuring that you're par partnering on the right project with the right people and, and you have all the information you need to do so successfully. As an advocate for public-private partnerships, AIAI promotes the need for diversity in all that we do and all that we build in the United States. Creating an inclusive environment that engages individuals, small businesses, minority businesses, women-owned businesses is reflective of the full spectrum of our nation. 
and it's a key component to the success of public-private partnerships. We all benefit when everyone is afforded an opportunity to have a seat at the table. We think better, build better, and collaborative work uh, helps us understand what's important, and only then are we able to meet the needs of our communities. So the DDE community is an important, is, is very important to the success of the T3 industry and vice versa. AI understands the synergies that exist between this innovative project delivery model and the communities they serve. Given the level of support from both the public and private industry, there is no greater opportunity to empower small emerging and minority contractors to develop sustainable businesses, create jobs, achieve bonding requirements and needs, and build legacy wealth. I, I wanna share a thought Joe Lewis, uh, he's principal of uh, tra uh, Business Transformation Group, uh, BTG. He's an AI, AI member, longtime AI, AI member, and he's chair of our Diversity and Inclusion Committee. And he had uh, shared this sentiment. The jobs are there, the opportunities are there, and it's up to small and black-owned businesses to engage and seize those opportunities. Major corporations and businesses are committed to DBE utilization. They are looking for qualified business partners to work with. P3s allow for the flexibility and create the atmosphere ripe for significant DBE business participation. P3s are about economic empowerment and growth opportunities. To create the success, it takes a village. Everyone needs to get involved, larger companies, large local government, trade associations, working to, together to ensure there is diverse participation in the P3 market. The job of the small business owner is to become opportunity ready because the opportunities are out there and if you are not ready, they will pass you by. So don't let these opportunities pass you by. Reach out with questions, learn what projects are happening, reach out to your colleagues at NABWIC AI, AI is here. We can offer assistance when it comes to understanding the model. Um, and I do urge you to look at the Greenwood project that Joe Lewis is spearheading. There's opportunities there to learn more about what's happening across the United States. So thank you for your time, uh, for, for listening to me, for allowing me to share some thoughts with you. Thank you very much, Lisa. Very much appreciated for the knowledge that you shared. As a general contractor and owner of JMP Group, I am very appreciative of the work that you do, and I'm pretty sure that many of our attendees today could definitely benefit from the work that you do as well. Next, I would like to invite Ms. Josie Hood to do the introduction of our Woman in Spotlight. Good morning. Thank you so much for attending. Suli is the founder and CEO of Lasura Strategies, LLC, a consulting firm that provides infrastructure owners and developers commercial and strategic advice throughout the full life cycle of the capital projects, from planning to procurement to implementation. She has over 20 years of experience as a financial advisor, legal advisor, developer, and public official on infrastructure projects and financing transactions. Whose recent experience includes advising the Gateway Development Commission on the Hudson Tunnel Project, New Jersey Economic Development Authority on New Jersey Wind Port, Ports of Long Beach on the Pier Wind Offshore Winds Terminal, 
and Los Angeles World Airports on their APM and Conrad P3 projects. Prior to funding LASURA, Sue was the Senior Managing Director at Ernest & Young Infrastructure Advisors and an attorney in the Banking and Project Finance Groups and Overy and Millibank. She also served as the Senior International Attorney at Millennium Challenge Corporation, a U.S. federal corporation that provides economic assistance to developing countries. Sue received her JD from the University of Pennsylvania Law School and her BA in English from the University of Pennsylvania. Thank you. Everyone, please join us as we honor a trailblazer in her own right, Ms. Sue Lee, our woman in the spotlight. Thank you so much. Um, it is really an honor to be here, to be recognized, to follow my good friend Lisa, who has been really a trailblazer in her own right in this industry, and AIAI is a great um, presenter to follow, a speaker to follow as we talk about P3. So I would love to just share a little bit about my background, and I know that I, I've been given a 15-minute time limit to, to say my remarks, but I would love to keep my remarks short and open up the conversation to Q&A so I can help really spread the education about P3s and what the industry opportunities for this group potentially, you know, to piggyback off of Lisa's remarks. So as Josie mentioned, my name is Sue Lee. I started LaSora about a year ago. Prior to LaSora, I spent my entire career in big firms, big, big firms, uh, law firms, accounting firms, consulting firms, and you know, now that I am my own small business, woman-owned business, minority business, um, you know, subcontractor to other big firms, I have an entirely new appreciation of the role of small business and the challenges of small businesses and minority-owned businesses in this industry. Um, I have two daughters. We were recently watching television about, you know, sort of the first woman and the command center at NASA, and my daughter said to me, can you imagine being the only woman like that in this big place? Mm -hmm. And I laughed out loud, and I said, I don't need to imagine it. I mean, like, that's my life every day. I am often the only woman in the room in many of the boardrooms, conference rooms, construction site trailers that I'm in. And so I think that women in the infrastructure industry, whether it's directly in construction on job sites, in engineering firms, in financial, legal, other kind of advisory firms, really have a unique challenge, but also at this time, unique opportunity. I think we're in a really great position right now to lift ourselves up, to take advantage of all the different state, local, and federal programs out there that are really trying to bridge the gaps and divides and um, empower a lot of the communities that have been underserved and marginalized for years. So as I said, I, I'm an advisor, I'm a consultant, I'm not directly in construction, but I think all the work that I do is very much focused on getting projects built and then maintained in a responsible way throughout their life cycles. I've been passionate about infrastructure throughout my career. Um, as 
you know, we've talked about some of the different roles that I've played and, and what I find interesting about P3s is really how they bring different disciplines together. I think infrastructure can be a very siloed type of endeavor where you've got contractors, designers, you know, um, the kind of funders and all not talking to each other and P3s only work when all the different elements that make a project happen come together seamlessly. So let me just take a step back and begin by explaining what is a P3 and I think that it's public-private partnership is a term that's thrown around very broadly. Sometimes people talk about any kind of of a endeavor in which the private sector plays a, a heavy role as a P3, and I'd like to dispel some of those myths. The way Lisa and I define P3, the way the construction and infrastructure mm -hmm. industry uh, focuses on P3 really is not as broad as you can call anything with private sector of public-private partnership. There are three key differences for a P3 infrastructure project to traditionally delivered infrastructure projects in the public sector. One is that P3s aggregate design, construction, operations, and maintenance scopes under a single developer and single contract. So rather than DB, DBB, with you know, O&M contracts coming later, these have a single procurement for all of those elements in one single contract with the second key difference from other types of project delivery methods, which is financing is also the developer scope. So the financing element is the glue that binds all those different elements throughout the course of the entire project. Private financing in the form of debt, but also private equity capital is a key component I would say if it doesn't have private equity, it's not really a P3. And I think a lot of folks in the industry would agree with that. Mm -hmm. There are other structures in which, you know, construction financing is provided by contractors. Some folks like to call that a P3. And if you stretch the definition, maybe you can get there. But I think there could be a healthy debate about whether that's a P3 or not, because that contractor financing alone is usually not gonna take operations, maintenance, life cycle risk, which is an inherent part of this structure. So as I said, the developer long-term financing with private equity is a critical component. The next third key difference with public-private partnerships that's really different from other types of delivery methods is that you've got long-term contracts that are using very innovative financial structures and contracting terms including performance standards, payment mechanisms, risk allocation terms to reduce the whole life total project cost and very much focus on improving the long-term asset maintenance and outcomes of the project. The goal of P3 is not just to get the project built. The goal of the P3 is to get it built and then ensure that the useful life of the asset, whether that's 50 years or 100 years can actually be realized through proper, you know, proactive life cycle and rehab work. I think that, you know, all of the different things we've heard about U.S. infrastructure really stems from that second component missing, 
where public infrastructure, civil infrastructure is really focused on shovels in the ground, get the thing built, and then, oh, as a public agency, if we don't have enough money, then we defer maintenance, we defer maintenance, and we defer maintenance until uh, the asset is on its last leg. And thereby, it reduces something that was built with a 50-year useful life to a fraction of that. And so that's what P3s are really trying to address, is getting more bang for your buck and using that private financing to sometimes make a project happen that otherwise could not happen. Um, I'll go back to a little bit about, again, why I think this is such an exciting sector to be in and when I think it works, why it, it can be a, a really rewarding experience for everybody involved. So, you know, the public infrastructure market has had historic challenges. We've already talked about the emphasis on construction and deferring major maintenance, but I think that they also have limited capital budgets. And so sometimes if they don't have all the money that they need to do a project front, it just gets deferred as a priority until more money is available and sometimes they never happen. By bringing the private sector as a partner into the upfront financing and funding aspect of the project, a public agency can spread the wealth around to projects that are not suitable for P3 more and basically have a scenario where instead of paying for the whole project construction up front, they're working with the private sector to use quite often like a mortgage-like structure. They make a small down payment or even no down payment on construction. Private sector funds the balance of it, and then they can pay increments over time over a long-term contract. 20 to 40 years is often the term of a P3's operating period, and it's during that time that the public agency fully compensates the developer for the project through mortgage-like payments in annual increments. And performance is really a key. So if they don't get the performance that they want out of the developer, they can reduce those payments and apply deductions and liquidated damages for the non-performance. The other thing to consider right now in terms of why P3s are a really important tool in the toolbox for public agencies is that new technologies are emerging in infrastructure. It's not the traditional kind of civil infrastructure that agencies have to be responsible for now. EV charging stations, broadband, you know, managed lanes with dynamic tolling. These are all the kinds of things that are, you know, now old news in some jurisdictions and states and still kind of aspirational for other agencies. And so as public agencies are feeling a resource crunch, a technology gap within their internal teams, they're looking more and more to the private sector to bring that world-class knowledge and supplement their in-house resources. A, a key example of something like this is the project that I worked on at LAX. You know, Los Angeles World Airports is a, a robust, you know, one of the best and biggest airport authorities in the U.S. They run LAX, one of the busiest airports in the world they were not a transit agency and they decided that they needed to build a new airport automated people mover between their main terminal and a new rental car facility that they were building. But in order to do that and operate that asset, they realized the amount of resourcing that they would need 
they realize they don't have an entire transit agency attached to their airport authority. So they wanted to turn to the private sector to bring a turnkey lump sum, both construction and operating contract, take the risks on that, and fully staff the operations and manage that on behalf of the airport authority in a way that would be lowest cost to them, highest performance to them, and also minimizing sort of the internal administrative buildup that would be required if they chose to do more of this internally. So that's a great example of how you can use public-private partnerships to build out capacity that's outside of the core business of a public agency. You know, and I think it's important to just recognize that P3s are not for every project. They're not for smaller projects. Uh, most of the P3s in the U.S. have been traditionally for larger projects in the 500 million or above range or mega complex projects. We're starting to see them becoming more accessible to the smaller project range. So we've seen projects in the 100-ish million dollar range, but the very small projects like a $10 million project, $20 million projects are much harder to structure as P3s. One of the reasons being transaction costs, financing costs, making it not really pencil out to be better than the traditional options that public owners have. So they're not for everyone, but when they work and they can bring all the synergies, economies of scale, they can provide really great solutions to tough challenges, both from a funding, but also technical level. Um, you know, I think there's also complexity of P3s, as I mentioned, they are the kinds of projects in which a lot of stars have to align and work together really well. So as somebody who is a consultant that likes solving problems, P3s present a lot of them. And, you know, I just really enjoy the, the mental exercise involved in planning and procuring P3 contracts, negotiations with contractors and developers, um, for some reason, I'm a glutton for punishment. I love it. Uh, and then I think that the last thing that I really love about P3s is the community itself. Um, I was just talking yesterday to someone about how I know that I'm in the right industry because when I go to industry conferences, which are really um, an important part of our industry, I'm never dreading it. I'm not sitting here thinking, oh, God, I have to go to this conference and schmooze with these people. It is something that I look forward to because I get to hang out with people like Lisa. I get to hang out with a lot of like-minded professionals who are passionate about the work that they do, which is very much focused on the world that they live in. I think if there are common threads to the P3 professionals in the industry, it's that we care about truly building a better world, doing it more efficiently and intelligently, and making sure that all this work that we put into the construction, the engineering, the financing of infrastructure lasts. And for some reason, when you bring a lot of people who care about those fundamentals together in the same room, there are a lot of other chemistries and shared values that seem to bind us as a collective and 
you know, one of the things that I'll say is I didn't realize how important that was until I left the security of a really big firm with a really big brand name to go out on my own as Sue Lee, essentially still a little practitioner with a brand new firm and get the outpouring of support and encouragement and new business that's been coming since I've left. I, I think it's really a testament to um, the industry as a whole and the people in it. So I'd love to just pause there and open up the floor to questions. There's usually a lot about what is and isn't a P3. And, and I invite Lisa to also step in, even though, you know, I'm supposed to be, because I know that she can be a really big help in answering P3 questions. Thank you so much, Ms. Lee. Uh, obviously, if, if I, I can see the energy coming uh, right from the screen. I'm sure that our attendees can as well. You are definitely deserving of the honor presented and the recognition. You are a trailblazer within your own right, and the knowledge and experience and expertise that you bring to this industry is greatly appreciated. I encourage you to keep doing what you do because you are opening doorways and pathways for each and every one of us. So from the NABWIC organization, uh, we want to say thank you. Thank you for sharing your time. Thank you for sharing your knowledge. I ask that you will stay with us. Everyone that is just coming into the room, I'd just like to let you know that that was our amazing woman in the spotlight, Ms. Sue Lee. Uh, my name is Margaret Gashlin. I am the general contractor and owner of JMP Group LLC, which is a small business contracting company. We provide general contracting services for residential as well as commercial. And I can truly say that I am benefiting from the information being shared today. If you're just logging in, we did also have Ms. Lisa Bouillon that also shared with us some of her knowledge and expertise. If you have any questions, we ask that you will please put them in the chat. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.